What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. on the radio. Whack FM. All right, ladies! Buckle up! It's showtime! What's going on? Holla, holla, pop your goddamn collar. You know what time it is. It's time for the world's most hated and most racist online show in America. It's Reese on the radio. There's another platform that I'm supposed to be getting it popping on right now. And it's called Vaughn Live. But I'll get into that on another time, folks. Because I got plenty of more stuff to get into today. How's everybody doing out there? It's a Tuesday. Um, as you can see, my face is getting scruffy. The holiday's over. We into the week. We had a snowstorm here in the northern Virginia, D.C. area. People are locked, um, unfortunately. Uh, they can't get anywhere, uh, which rather sucks. Uh, there were people who were stranded on I-95 in Stafford, Virginia, for some 50 miles. Uh, they were stranded for well over 21 hours. Even Tim Kaine, the senior senator here in Virginia, was stuck in it for about 21 hours. And these morons who get on Twitter... Which again, look, this show is broadcast on Twitter, but I, I, I be honest with you, I don't, I don't know who watches it on Twitter. I know the people who watch it on my website, and that's whackfm.com, and those are the people who watch through that platform, and the people who go 
and listen to the show on the podcast, you know, Spotify, you know, iHeart and, and all of those others. But, I, you know, I don't know anything about the people on Twitter. I just know that there are people on Twitter. But people on Twitter, these morons, these maroons, they started blaming Governor Glenn Youngkin for not doing anything about the traffic jam or this, you know, the, 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 the people who were stranded on I-95. Well, Youngkin's not the governor yet, morons. And this is, again, people in flyover country. You know, nobody knows what we're doing here. Uh, they thought that the governor was, uh, was sworn in the same day that the New York City mayor was sworn in, Eric Adams. They thought it happened on New Year's night. It didn't. Youngkin is not the governor for at least another 10 days. The current governor, Ralph Coonman Northam, you remember him, old Coonman, who either wears blackface or he wears a Klan hoodie, one or the other, from your coveted Democrat party. He is still the governor of Virginia and he did nothing. He's still nowhere to be found. Now, of course, he's a lame duck governor, but he left those people stranded out there for over 24 hours. He left people stranded out there. And that shows you what type of person Ralph Kuhnman Northam is. You know, and, I, and we shouldn't say we don't know whether or not he wore blackface or a Klan hoodie. We do know that he wore blackface because he admitted as much. By saying he put brown shoe polish on his face at a Michael Jackson impersonation <laughs> contest. I know I told you that story when I was watching it. <laughs> when he gave the press conference, when it was finally revealed that he had this picture of Coon Man on his yearbook. And I was making fun of him because after he said, um, he, uh, yeah, they did actually get moving, Amy. Um, the, um, uh, the, the the press conference that he gave, one of the reporters said, you say that you put on uh, shoe polish on your face so that you could uh, perform in a Michael Jackson impersonation contest. Uh, can you do the moonwalk? <laughs> Look, I don't give a shit what anybody says. That's still got to be the greatest question ever asked at a freaking press conference. For a public figure, for a public official, the greatest question you could ask a public official. Can you still do the moonwalks, <laughs> sir? We'd like to see you do that here. Because it, it, would, it, would, it would add validity to your claim that you, have you ever seen Ralph Northam? This guy is, he's Gomer Pyle. No, he's not. He's not Gomer Pyle. Who's the other one? He's Don Nuts. Whatever the character Don Knotts played in, in Mulberry on the Andy Griffin show, he's that guy. He's a goober. And if that guy was in a Michael Jackson impersonation contest, he's got to prove it to me. You've got to do the moonwalk, buddy. Or at least you, you know, you got to do the hand movement or something. Grab the crotch, do a spin around or something. But the reporter said, can you still do the moonwalk? Just to prove your point. 
And I'm sitting in my living room screaming at the TV, do it, do it. <laughs> you got to do it. And his wife said that would be inappropriate. Shut up, bitch. You don't know how important it was for me to see that moonwalk. It had to happen. And it didn't. And I'll always blame his wife for that. Yeah, I'll always blame her for that. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> He's got to prove himself now. Get on out there and moonwalk. <laughs> That's just my opinion. Anyway, he didn't, needless to say. And he damn sure didn't show up. Um, he didn't show up to help out those people like the scumbag that he is and everybody knows he's a scumbag um, <clears throat> nonetheless uh, what was I going to say oh so plenty of news to get into today I'm not even going to say that we've got any um, real news stories as it were what we do have uh, has more to do with um, what was the uh, uh, has to do with this whole nonsense with coronavirus and what the powers that be have been telling us for over a year. Some as what I want to say. What was the uh, was it last uh, six months ago? About six months ago. Things that they've said. We have to get into that. And we've got to talk about it. Uh, so I want to get into that today. Um, also, what was... Oh, there was some stuff that I need, need, didn't get into yesterday. And it was Jonathan Capehart. Who stunned me about this January 6th committee. And this stuff going on. Uh, this stuff going on with the year anniversary. And, and I got to play this video for you because I can't understand what is going on with these Negroes who can't compose themselves. Bakari Sellers, Van Jones, and now Jonathan Capehart from MSNBC getting emotional about January 6th? I, I got to play this for you. Amy says, there's an outbreak at my work, 10, maybe 11, all fully vaccinated, most boosted. Well, did you hear the new statistic, Amy? Did you hear the new one? That most of the people who haven't been vaccinated are protected against Omicron. That's the new one. Now, I don't know whether or not there's any truth to it, but that's what's being reported. Is that some people who have not been vaccinated and have had COVID and have no comorbidities are practically protected against Omicron. That's what I'm hearing. Now, they may cost me my YouTube page, but what the F? Who cares at this point? Um... What else was there? Um, let me see. There is... Oh, we got to get to talk about uh, January uh, 2022. 
We got to talk about that. This reporter on ABC News, she was on, uh, what's his face? On George Stephanopoulos' program. We got to talk about her and what she's talking about that's coming in 2022 and 2024, which is quite alarming. And I'll give some of my predictions as well as hers, um, along with hers, to sort of piggyback that. Oh, and listen, just yesterday, just yesterday, I gave the big F you to New York City. For those of you who missed it, I gave the big F you to New York City about their uh, coronavirus or vaccine passport that they're forcing people to present when they go into restaurants. You got to have a passport. And they had to kick out this poor little Latin kid because he didn't get vaccinated and he didn't have a vaccine passport. Right? So we're going to address that because apparently in Chicago, they're going one step further. And the hypocrisy that you are going to see with this vaccine, uh, this vaccine uh, passport thing, knows no bounds. Knows no bounds. The hypocrisy is insane. We'll get into all of that uh, as well. Uh, last thing I got to say is, um, oh, well, yeah, that was pretty much it, I think. So, oh, and we got to talk about gas prices today. Anybody remember that when gas prices started off, we were told right off the bat that uh, there was uh, there's nothing that the Biden administration could do about that, right? There was nothing that the Biden administration could do about that. Remember that? We were told by everybody that the Biden administration could do nothing about that. But there it is, CNN, oil prices finally falling. Thanks, China and Joe Biden. Can you believe it? CNN thanking China? But what did they say just a couple of months before then? Oh, gas prices are above $3. Biden doesn't have a magic wand to fix that. Yeah. Remember that? Everything is bullshit. Everything that this administration says is bullshit. Here's more proof. We're not in a position where we think that any virus, including the Delta virus, which is much more transmissible and more deadly in terms of non-unvaccinated people, the, vi the, the, the various shots that people are getting now cover that. They're, they're, you're okay. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. We're not in a position where we think that any virus, including the Delta virus, which is much more transmissible and more deadly in terms of non-unvaccinated people, the, vi the, the, the various shots that people are getting now cover that. They're, they're, you're okay. You're not, gonna, you're not gonna get COVID if you have these vaccinations. You're not? You're not? That was six months ago. That was six freaking months ago at a CNN town hall. That's what Joe Biden was telling us. You're not going to get it. Get the vaccine. Excuse me. Get the vaccine. You're not going to have to worry about the virus. Get the vaccine. Get the vaccine. But it was a president of the United States. He pretty much said that that's what we're going to deal with. That's We don't have to do. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Oh. He wasn't the only one. You become a dead end to the virus. 
And when there are a lot of dead ends around, the virus is not going to go anywhere. Our data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that, that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick. That's right. Get vaccinated. You're not going to get sick. Get vaccinated. You become a dead end to the virus. And when there are a lot of dead ends around, the virus is not going to go anywhere. Our the virus isn't going to go anywhere. Get vaccinated. Data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that, that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick. You become a dead end to the virus. And when there are a lot of dead ends around, the virus is not going to go anywhere. Our data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that, that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick. All a lie. All a lie. All a lie. Why is it a lie? Now, again, no one goes back and plays this nonsense. No one goes back and plays this to them over and over again. Remember, the only thing we ever hear from Dr. Fauci is that it's always evolving, right? It's always evolving, we get told. It's always evolving. So it, it evolved from you're going to be protected to you're not protected. So that sounds like a devolving, not evolving. We don't get better at this because you've been running around telling everybody go get that vaccine. You went so far as to say, and there's video evidence of it. You went so far as to say, you get that vaccine. You'll never have to worry about COVID again. The president went out there, probably under your direction, because you're the chief medical advisor to that bumbling idiot. And went out there and told everybody, nope, get that vaccine, get that vaccine, get this shot, get this shot. Stick it in your arm, stick it in your shoulder, get it! It's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. You're still, he's still running that line. Still running. What happened? Oh, I don't know. You tell me. We're not in a position where we think that any virus, including the Delta virus, which is much more transmissible and more deadly in terms of non-unvaccinated people, the, vi the, the, the various shots that people are getting now cover that. Yeah, we're not in a position to think that those people are going to get infected. These, vi these vaccines cover that, he says, as inarticulately as one could speak. You're okay. You're not going to. You're not going to get COVID if you. You're not going to get COVID. That's what he said. And yeah, he's the president of the United States. Yeah, we get it. But the people who are on TV every day, the people we're supposed to be listening to. You become a dead end to the virus. And when there are a lot of dead ends around, the virus is not going to go anywhere. You're a dead end to the virus, and the virus isn't going to go anywhere until you get the virus and you spread it to other people. Pandemic of the unvaccinated. Pandemic of the unvaccinated. Who's the pandemic now? No sooner than Joe Biden, Dr. Fauci, and Rochelle Walensky said that, Massachusetts had an umtick. 75 people who had been fully vaccinated, according to the CDC, 75% had 
of the new cases were those who were vaccinated. And then we found out that the efficacy of the vaccine of the vaccine was bullshit. That's it. Keone asked, hey, Reese, I have a question for you. How does one who is vaccinated in New York obtain their vaccination passport? They got to get vaccinated. I think that's a good way to break it down. But now let me go one step further, Keone. Since you asked, this is incredibly important. What happens in November? What is the one thing that we find out in November every four years? What do we find out in November every two years? We have elections. And we have candidates who run, some win, some lose. And people go to vote. And there's a big argument going on right now about voting rights and voting IDs and how racist those things are, right? Getting a voter ID is somewhat tantamount to racism because black people can't get them. It's difficult for blacks to get an identification. They can't always prove who it is that they are in order to uh in order to vote. Even though black people fly across the country all the time, they don't seem to have a problem producing an identification to get on an airplane to go into a federal building. They don't have any problem to do a lot of things. But guess what? Chicago, a town that I would say is pretty black, look what they're doing. Here in the Windy City, what that looks like is anyone aged five years and older must show proof of being fully vaccinated, that vaccination card. Then if you're 16 years and older, you have to have a photo ID to accompany that vaccination card. The city here is saying, look, this is a way to try and uh, decrease the spread of this virus. As we know, Omicron is just surging across the country here. And we've been talking to business owners, restaurant owners, who say uh, they've got mixed feelings of this. Some are frustrated, worried about having to hire more staff to try and police this. Others say, look, a year ago, uh, we had zero business. Our doors were forced to close. So this is a way to try and uh, stay open and keep everyone safe. Important to note here that the city of Chicago says they will be enforcing this. Anyone who's violating this mandate uh, will be fined and even forced to close for a day. Anyone who violates it will be forced to close for a day. Keone asks, why do you keep saying that black people can't get IDs? That's stupid. Anybody want to address him here? Anybody want to address him here? Where have you been living? Under a rock? <laughs> what do you do if you happen to lose your card? You're screwed. You lose your card just like you lose any ID. You're screwed. You got to get back to the Department of Health and you got to go get another ID. But Keone, you obviously haven't been paying attention. So I'll help you. Let me help you. Okay? <clears throat> Ami on the street. Voter ID. I'll play the audio for you since I can't produce the video for you at this time. Here's the audio. I'm Ami Horowitz and I'm here in Berkeley, California to find out if voter ID laws suppress the black vote. Do you have an opinion on voter ID laws? Uh, yeah, they're 
usually pretty racist and <laughs> they're bad. I think voter ID laws are a way to perpetuate racism. Would you say they're, would you go as far as to say they're, they're, those laws are racist? For sure. Do you think it suppresses the uh, African American vote? Definitely. Uh, because they're less likely to have state IDs. Minority voters are less likely to have the kinds of IDs that have been um, described or required. These type of people don't live in areas with easy access to DMVs or other places where they can get identification. You can always get IDs um, do over the internet. Is that also would make it difficult for, for black people in particular? Yeah, you have to have access to the internet. You have to be able to pay an internet service provider for certain fees. Do you think that's harder for black people to go online? Well, I feel like they don't have the knowledge of how, of like, how it works. A lot of people this is in Berkeley, California, Keone. Every person that you hear talking about how black people don't have access to computers, how black people don't have access to get an identification, Listen to what they're saying. These are people who are Democrats, who are liberals, who believe that voter ID laws are racist. Listen to what they're saying about black people and their inability to obtain an ID to vote. Just in case you missed it. Uh, yeah, they're usually pretty racist and <laughs> they're bad. I think voter ID laws are a way to perpetuate racism. Voter ID laws are a way to perpetuate racism. Now watch as they explain to you, how, or listen to how they explain to you how they perpetuate racism. They're, would you go as far as to say they're, they're, those laws are racist? For sure. Do you think it suppresses the uh, African-American vote? Definitely. Uh, because they're less likely to have state IDs. Minority. Because blacks are less likely to have state IDs. And notice that that liberal white person who said that they, the laws are racist referred to blacks as they, others. Like they're some sort of aliens. ...are less likely to have the kinds of IDs that have been um, described or required. These type of people don't live in... These type of people areas with easy access to DMVs or other they don't have easy access to DMVs places where they can get identification you can always get IDs um, do over the internet is that also would make it difficult for for black people in particular yeah yeah oh, yeah they also can go online and get an ID which you can listen to this pompous piece of shit you have to have access to the internet you have to they have to have access to the internet <laughs> be able to pay an internet service provider they have to be able to pay an internet service provider provider <laughs> for certain fees do you think that's harder for black people to go online well ideas? i feel like they don't have the knowledge of how of like how it works <laughs> i feel like they don't have the knowledge of how it works I'm not listen okay Keone let me help you here you obviously I need because it, it, it sucks I don't want to I don't want to say it like this but hear me out I've got you on the hook now I have to reel you in okay nobody said that what they're saying is true let me explain to you why they're saying it because that's more important okay that's why it's more important to understand why they're saying it. This is what they're told. 
by the people who serve them. They are fed this nonsense on a regular basis on MSNBC and CNN and every liberal outlet from Washington Post to the New York Times. This is what they're told and they believe it. Like full-throated belief. This is what they're told. They've read the articles that say why blacks should not be forced to see to use an ID in order to vote because they don't know how that works. Okay? They, this is what they're being told. They're not pulling this information out of whole cloth. This is what the Democrat Party has been telling them for years. A lot of people have smartphones, but you might not have data. Some of them have smartphones, but they may not have data. For most of the communities, they don't really know what is out there just because they're not aware or like they're not informed. I also think there's a repression of like black voting with um, how they how if you're a convicted felon, like you're not allowed to vote and everything. And <laughs> this is what the Democrat Party feeds these people and they repeat it like animals. Roof, roof. <laughs> Bark like a dog. That's what these fool ass freaking white folks do. Bark like a dog when told. Just wash, rinse, and repeat. When you look at swing states like Florida, that's a huge population of the of the like African Americans. A huge population of the African Americans in Florida are felons who can't vote. <laughs> so then Ami goes once that oh he's calling up on the phone <laughs> hold on okay Keone <laughs> obviously you want to get in on this okay okay let's just make sure that everybody can hear you yeah hold on you know what Call me on the regular phone because I forgot to put the phone up. I will put the phone up so you can call me on the regular phone. I appreciate you calling in, but call, call me right back on the regular line. Give me two seconds. All right, let me get the phone lines up because Keone clearly wants to call in on this one. <laughs> it's driving him nuts. Give me a minute. Oh, okay. I see his call there. All right, hold on. Let me get that there. And hold on. Let me go. All right. Okay. Keone, you're good to go. Just hit me up on the phone here. And yeah, you should be good to go now. But again, this is what liberals are told. So while he's calling up on the phone, let me play the rest of this. Because again, this is new to him. And it's new to a lot of people. Now I'm here in East Harlem to ask black people their thoughts on what you just heard. Do you have ID normally? Do you carry ID around? Yes, I have state ID. Do you carry ID? Yes, I do. Okay. All right. So anyway, Keone, you got to take it. You, you got to turn down the volume so there's no. I am. Um, okay. I'm on my way to turn it down. Okay. All right. Now, you clearly are, <laughs> are triggered by this video by Ami Horowitz talking to white folks in Berkeley, California, probably the most liberal part of California. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, 
sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talking to, <laughs> to white folks why blacks don't have IDs. Yeah, please, please. But here's my point. Yes, please. Common sense. Common sense tell you that people know how to get IDs. I know that. Right? Just people just know how to get IDs, right? Yes. You go down to the local DMV, you fill out the application either for an ID or a driver's license. It's that fucking simple. Yes, but Keone, then okay, why but, but is here, your party telling listen here uh, telling listen here. black people that their voting rights are it's, being sequ- that are, are being suppressed because they well, are forcing them to get IDs? Well, I don't think it's the ID part, Reese. I think it's the redu- reduction of places where people can actually go and cast their vote. Now, that's a whole different argument we can have later. Okay. We've had that conversation before. But to suggest that black people, listen, I hang around with a lot of black, I know a lot of black people, hell, black people are my best friends. I'm black, knucklehead. Right. Every one of the guys I hang out with have either driver's license or IDs or both. Yeah, so do so, I. For you, okay, that's that, and you're one of the black guys that I've hung out with. So, but the point being, it, you know, it, don't sit here and keep perpetrating this whole concept that black people don't have ideas. I'm not. You know it's false. I, okay, so if you know the white folks, these white folks that you're playing don't get it, then the fun should be, the, the poking should be at them. They don't get I it. I am poking it. Saying, no, you're not. Keone. You keep saying, you keep talking about black folks not Keone. being able to get out these stop, ideas. Stop, 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 stop. Wait, wait, you wait. Stop perpetrating that falsehood. Keone, you're missing. No, 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 no. No, I'm missing not point. missing. Yes, you are. I'm not missing Let your me. point. Then you need to clarify your point. No, no. Okay. I'll say it again so that you understand it because I've already said it. I said. Chicago is mandating 16-year-olds get an ID to prove that they're vaccinated. In other words, so they can go into stores, so they can go into concerts, the ones that you like to go to, right? That, they, you know, places places in order to go in public, that they need to get a vaccination ID. If they're 16 and older, they need a vaccination card if they're between 5 and 15, Right? So I said yeah, it's, that's it's, it's odd. A vaccination card, not a vaccination no, no, no. ID. I, do you want to hear the? Do you card. want to? Do you want to listen to the report again? Because I'll play it for you. She said, if you're above five, you need to get a vaccination card. Sixteen and older, you have to have a vaccination ID, a photo ID. Well, typically, it's your photo ID that goes with. You know, you, it's separate and apart from the vaccination card. No, sir. I in California, it is a okay, vaccination let me just, let me, photo me, ID. Okay, okay. Maybe that's what's happening. That's why I was asking you the question. How do you go about getting one of those passports? Uh, what's the process of getting a passport in New York? In California, if you read that comment that I wrote, wrote to you, in California, we simply have a vaccination card with right. which has our information on it, the date that we were born, our name, et cetera, when we took the shots, et cetera. It's a simple card. Right. Of course, that accommodates the ID that I already have or right. the driver's license that I already have. So I don't have right. to get one whole item. It's two separate pieces that go together. Right. No, no, so and that's, that's, the, and that's the because it's a I'm different – I understand that. 
they don't they don't give any details on that, but they're saying that what Lori Lightfoot is requiring in Chicago is a photo ID for vaccinated people. And my argument here is, and that maybe and I'll, and I'm so we understand each other. What Ami was saying was was that the Democrat Party often says that we have to that what we have to do is we have to lower the standards for voting in the African American community because they cannot obtain a photo ID to prove that they are who they say they are when they go into the voting rolls. That is what Democrats say every election year. So Ami went around to Berkeley, California to talk to the liberals, white liberals, to find out exactly the people who were calling voter ID laws racist, why they thought that they were. Now, you can't tell me that these people didn't say one. He asked them both. Do you think they're racist? Yes. Why? Because blacks can't get IDs because they don't have data, because okay. they're felons. Reese, Hold Reese, on. Reese, because you're, they're Reese, dumb. You're repeating yourself. I've heard the video. You're repeating yourself. Here's what I would say to that. Okay. Those people are inaccurate. Okay. They're wrong. So this. I'm sorry. Do you think that you, I don't those, know that? Well, then, then I think you should say that these people, these white folks who are talking like that, are so ignorant. No shit. They're lost. You're then new that's to, what you should be having. You're that, that new to this. You oh, you're obviously new to this no, video. I no, played Reece, this video. Because I haven't heard you say that. What I'm hearing you say go into the chat. Laughing, go laughing, into laughing. the chat room right now. Go into the chat room right now. Reece, and there Reece, are people who I will speak? tell you Reece, that I've so shown this video several times. And I said, Reece. listen to these liberals say the most racist shit about black people. Reese Hopkins. Yes. Can I be a guest for a second? Yes, please. Can you stop hoarding all the It's my show. I hoard all of it. Second. I get it. But can you just pause for go a ahead, second? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let, let your guest speak. Yes, okay? please. You and I both agree, for the record, that if you're going to cash your vote, you should have an ID. There's no argument there. Of course. Right? Can we agree yeah. on that? Of have course. we already had this conversation? Of course. All right. So my point is, again, we can have this debate another time, and that is, when you try to reduce the opportunities for people to cast I'm tell vote, random people. That's the issue that people have, and they should. everybody should have that issue. In other words, you don't go down from one voting poll place, I mean from 10 voting poll places to five voting poll, poll places. You know, those seem to be the, the trends that your party, the, the conservative What's my, wait, party, wait, 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 I'm sorry, what is tend, the trend? Tend, tend, of, but, but, but we'll, no, 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 we'll, can we'll you repeat that, that another time. What trend well, typically, 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 the Republicans are, when they when they hold legislation in their state or, or, or in their respective states, state, states, they tend to move in that direction. And so we've had this conversation before, and I don't need to get into it tonight. My, my point was, you know, I'm sitting here listening to you, and, you, and it sounds to me like you're you're saying that black people don't know or can't get IDs. No. And, and, and the people that I know, every black person I know, have an ID, whether it's a driver's license or it's a California ID. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I'm okay. lost. Here. I understand that you don't get it. Okay. But I I'm gonna hang up and let you go ahead and tackle, tackle the problem. I All appreciate right, it. But just so you know, never would I ever suggest that black people can't get an ID. I'm a conservative. I know that black people can get an ID. I know that it isn't difficult for black people to get an identification card. It is stupid to suggest that they can't, right? But liberals 
are too stupid to recognize when they sound like a bunch of idiots, like the people on that video. They don't even hear how racist they sound. They're saying that black people can't get an ID because they're all felons. That is some craziness. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Anybody know Mark Dice? I love Mark Dice. This is Mark Dice. Let me see if I can get this popping. Hold on. People that 12 years a slave is racist. A movie that's about how bad racism is to see if they will support pulling it from Netflix and taking their Academy Award back because they're so mindlessly conditioned to just believe that something's racist if someone just simply tells them it is. We're trying to get 12 years a slave, the Academy Award taken away just to continue with eradicating all signs and symbols of racism in America, but need a few more signatures to support that. And we want to pull, just print birthday signature. Okay. We want to pull 12 years a slave from Netflix, uh, pull all the DVDs. You know, they took away the Dukes of Hazard films and the car and things. <laughs> I love Mark Dice. He's too funny. Anyway, so my point here, all my point was, was that I think Keone, never having seen that video before, doesn't understand that what these people were saying here, what they were doing here was tantamount to racism. They're claiming that they're against racism and saying the most awful shit about black people. Let me see if I can fast forward it to the black folks in there because Keone's never seen the second half of this. Now, again, here's Ami after he talks to this last white woman here. I'll play the rest, Keone, so you can understand what the purpose of this video is. Like African-Americans. Now I'm here in East Harlem to ask black people their thoughts on what you just heard. Do you have ID normally? You carry ID around? Yes, I have state ID. Do you carry ID? Yes, I do. Do you know anybody who, any black person who doesn't carry ID? No. Everyone that I know has an ID. Why would they think we don't have ID? <laughs> That's a lie. Why would they say that? Do you have ID? Yes. Because I have my ID and my friends have their ID, so like, we know what we need to carry around. Everybody that I know have ID. Like, that's one of the things you need to walk around with New York with, an ID. Do you know any black adult who does not have ID? No, I don't. Is it a weird thing to even say that? Yes, it is. What is this, some, some type of uh, trick candy camera? I like know, that? right? That's the only thing I brought with me. Those are legit, yeah. legit IDs. I heard a lot also that uh, black people can't figure out how to get to the DMV. Really? 
Is that, is that, what's that say to you? I know it's that, 125th Street. Do you know where the ID, the, the DMV is right now? It's on 125th Street and 3rd Avenue, I believe. You know where to get there? Yeah. Do you have a problem getting there if you have to get there? No. It's, I know you sound like silly questions. You know how to get to the DMV? Of course. You know where it is? Yes. You can get there? Uh-huh. No problem? No problem. Just checking. Okay. And I also heard a lot that black people, especially poor black people, have no access to the internet, can't figure out how to use the internet. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's just... <laughs> and I don't blame the kid. It's like, th this is, th again, Keone, I, I understand that you've never seen this video before. You clearly didn't understand the point that I was coming from. Is that, again, the hypocrisy on the left, and that's the point that I'm making here. What's so ridiculous about all of this is the fact that they don't even catch themselves. They don't even see the irony here. Especially a, p a person like Lori Lightfoot, who believes that there are racist voting laws in the country that prevent blacks from voting because they can't get an ID. However, she has no issue with suggesting that young black people, ages 16 and up, should get or required, I apologize, required by law to get a photo ID, a vaccination ID required from the government. So they don't even understand that they're tripping of themselves. It can't be both, right? Voting laws can't be, and, and this whole nonsense about the rules for voting. Now, if you were to listen to the liberals here, right? Black people don't have access to the internet. Black people don't have access to the DMV. They can't get there. Oh, and they also can't get to the polling places, which is bullshit. Okay? The polling places are not in the center of city. Where did I go? I went to my neighborhood school. In fact, the school that I vote at is around the corner, for three blocks, in fact, from my home. Three blocks. I can walk there. Everybody in my neighborhood can take a bus to the polling places. I live in a suburban area of, of Northern Virginia. There's a bus running there at night. In fact, all the way till 11 o'clock and polling ends at eight. In some places it closes at seven, right? You can go to the polling places early as 6 a.m. in the morning. They're open for more than 12 hours a day on election day, and you can go any time of the day in which you choose. There are no laws that suggest that they are going to shorten the hours on election day. Not one, you can't find one. Not one. Georgia didn't change the rules. In fact, they expanded them in Georgia. Texas didn't change the rules. They also expanded them. No one has to travel miles and miles and miles to go vote. That is nonsense. Anybody who says otherwise is bullshit. Thank you, Carl. 10 p.m. Are, with the, are how late the buses run. Thank you. You mean white liberals. Was there any black liberals making those comments? No, the objective that our Ami Horowitz had was to talk to white liberals who claim racism when it comes to voting laws. Do you need to see it again? Watch it again. I'll play it for you. California to find out if voter ID laws suppress the black vote. 
Voter ID laws. Do they suppress the black vote? All of these white people think so. Do you have an opinion on voter ID laws? Uh, yeah, they're usually pretty racist and <laughs> they're bad. I think voter ID laws are a way to perpetuate racism. Would you say they're, would you go as far as to say they're, they're, those laws are racist? For sure. Do you think it suppresses the uh, African-American vote? Definitely. Definitely. Definitely, they say. Without question. Care to elaborate on that, white person who clearly votes with the Democrat Party? Uh, because they're less likely to have state IDs. Blacks are less likely. Now, again, Keone, just so, again, reeling you in. This guy right here votes with you. He votes for the same politicians that you do. You can damn well bet he voted for Gavin Newsom. You can damn well bet he voted for Joe Biden. He's a college student or a younger person. You can damn well bet he believes that uh, he, he is a privileged white person and that you're oppressed. He probably believes in critical race theory. It's more than likely he is the guy who votes with you. But yet he thinks that you can't get, you can't possibly get an ID. Minority voters are less likely to have the kinds of IDs that have been um, described or required. I'm saying the white liberals here, Keone. Keone says, okay, then stop saying liberals as a whole. Who said liberals as a whole? These are white liberals. It's Berkeley, California. Ain't no white Republicans there. If they had talked to, talk to a Republican, they would have said, black people can get ID. How can they not? Ask any conservative. Ask Ted Cruz. People don't live in areas with easy access to DMVs or other places where they can get identification. You can always get IDs um, you do over the internet. Does that also would make it difficult for, for black people in particular? Yeah, you have to have access to the internet. You have to be able to pay an internet service provider for certain fees. Do you think that's harder for black people to go online? Well, I feel like they don't have the knowledge of how, of like, how it works. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say it again just so you understand. Reeling you in. This sentiment is held by liberals overwhelmingly you will not find a conservative who believes that blacks can't get ids if you were to ask a group of people whether or not blacks can obtain a photo id by large by large comparison they will be liberal if they are conservative they will more than likely tell you yeah, black people can think. They wouldn't even think twice. Why wouldn't they be able to get an ID? Liberals, yes, liberals, are the majority of people who think blacks can't find it. Don't like it, too bad. A lot of people have smartphones, but you might not have data. For most of the communities, they don't really know what is out there just because they're not aware. Or For most communities this white girl who's probably never been to a black neighborhood said for most communities 
They don't know the information that's out there. Where the fuck did she learn that? Where did she learn that? Did she learn that from the racist Republicans? That begs a question, Keone. Where are the racist Republicans that she learned that from? Like they're not informed. I also think there's a repression of like black voting with um, how they how if you're a convicted felon, like you're not allowed to vote and everything. And when you look at swing states like Florida, that's a huge population of the of the like African Americans. A huge population of the African Americans, like in Florida, are felons. Did she learn that from Republicans? Because it's not Republicans who are pushing the nonsense that blacks can't get IDs. That's right. Learned at home and in college. Let's go to these. Uh, this black woman here. I love this black woman here. I need to go to her. Internet for years. You know how to use it properly, exactly. right? Exactly. I do it at work. So, of course, I know how to use it. Smart. My kids know how to use it. They all have iPads, iPods, whatever. Your phone has data? Mm-hmm. You can actually Unlimited. Internet. Unlimited data. Mm-hmm. I use my phone as a hotspot. What does that say to you for the people who have this perception of black people? Um, uh, they're pretty much ignorant. Uh, that's what my thought process on. I just think that's ignorant. 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 Very, very ignorant. Very, very ignorant. Does it sound racist for somebody to say that? I I think it is a little racist because, you know, you're putting um, people in a category and you have no idea what you're talking about. Maybe a little bit of racist in it, but like I said, I think it's more stupidity and ignorance. Judging somebody, like, well, you're judging them because they're black, saying that they don't got it. What people are they talking to? (laughs) Who are these people talking to? Do you have a problem that if you go to vote and they say, can we please see your ID to make sure you are who you say you are? Are you I love showing my ID. You have no problem with that? Nope. Would you have a problem if when you go to vote, if they say, can we please just see your ID to make sure you are who you say you are? Do you have an issue with that? No. Would you have a problem if there was a rule where you have to show your ID in order to vote? I don't think so. No. Would you have an issue if there was a rule saying you got to show your ID before you vote? No. Are you cool with that? Yeah. Now, again, this is the part where you have to understand it. Why would anybody perpetuate such a lie? That's the argument I'm making here. How does a liberal black get a job without an ID? Hmm. Please tell me. These are my sentiments. Of course they're your sentiments. I'm trying to kill you. What I'm trying to do is get you to understand. You and I had a long discussion on the phone talking about how you wanted me more to speak positively about African-Americans in this country, right? That I needed to talk more about the racism that is perpetuated against blacks in this country. Well, sir, I just did. I just gave you a clear example of the racism that is perpetuated in this country on blacks. It is called called the soft bigotry of low expectations. That's what that was. And it is permeating in the party that you support. By pitting black people or or, or projecting black people 
as being these people who cannot possibly live in this country by any means without the help of saviors in the government. They can't even live their daily lives and get things as simple as a photo ID to prove who they are to go vote. That we need to lower the standards for black people to vote simply by virtue of their skin color. And that has been resonating so much within your party that those white people believed it when they were asked about it. They knee-jerked that response. It was an absolute. Listen to the way that they spoke of black people. They just don't have the information. They don't have what's required. I'm telling you that there's a bigger context here. Obviously, you're missing it. I, I may not be a good teacher in all of this, but there is a bigger point. There is, and again, this goes back to what I said before, and I'll say it again. There is systematic racism in this country. There is systemic racism in this country, without a doubt, and it is in your party. It is within the Liberal Party. They believe that blacks are victims. That in and of itself is racist. Saying that black people cannot go down to the DMV, don't have data on their phones. Oh my God, that they're felons. This is the soft bigotry of low expectations. You can't do well in school, so you're not going. We have to lower the standards in order for you to get into Ivy League schools because there's no way you could ever grade in the 1500s in your SATs. So we're going to lower it to 1100 for you to get into an Ivy League school because there's no way you can achieve brilliance to the level of whites. The necessity to have white people tell black people that their lives matters and not see the irony of white supremacy in that. That is the clear irony of white supremacy. That I need to run through the, the country telling white or forcing white people to say black lives matter because if they don't, my life does not. It's the sheer definition of white supremacy if I need white folks to validate me. That means I don't exist until white folks say I do. We got to get them white people to understand who we are. No, you don't. And the constant beating up about this country was built on race. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. The country was not built on racism. The country was racist. That's like saying China was built on racism. That's like saying Egypt was built on racism. They really had pyramids built by slaves. Egypt was built by racism then, wasn't it? But no one ever says that, do they? Tucker Carlson said something tonight 
that I've been saying for years. There's no such thing as a black community. I loved it. By the way, go back and listen to it. If you can find it online, go to foxnews.com and watch his, uh, watch his opening monologue or his second monologue. He says there's no such thing as a black community. It's brilliant. It is so brilliant. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Anyway, 2022 is coming. What time do we have here? Gosh, I'm really, oh, we're already, okay. 2022 is coming. What's happening in 2022? But apparently another insurrection. According to uh, this reporter who was on um, uh, ABC's uh, This Week with George Stephanopoulos. Good, but when I look forward to 2024, I'm deeply concerned by these numbers because what it says to me is that people on both sides are not ready to accept the results of the next election. I absolutely think that is the case. You look back at 2017, look at the ABC poll and whether Trump was legitimately elected. It was about six to eight points off of this one right now, not that far off. Hillary Clinton asked in 2017, was Trump legitimately elected, point blank? She did not say yes. She said she had questions. You think Democrats, if Donald Trump runs again, runs again, if Donald Trump wins in 2024, you think Democrats are going to think he was legitimately elected? you got to be kidding me. Good point. She brings a very, very valid point. And people keep forgetting that 2016, this whole nonsense about, you know, thinking the election was rigged or thinking that Donald Trump was, was not a legitimate president, that started then. The insurrection may have happened in 2020, 21. But remember, that's just a precursor what's coming in 2022 and in 2024. She explains it here. The problem is, and I think we're taking this in the moment instead of a historical lens, this has been increasing, it has been escalating. It's why I bring up Hillary Clinton, not about the whataboutism of the whole thing, but because this has been slowly happening over time and we're the frogs sitting in the boiling pot not seeing what's coming next. Hillary Clinton didn't say the election was legitimate. Now, Donald Trump's not saying the election was legitimate. This isn't going anywhere good. Hillary Clinton was not the sitting president of the United States at the time. And that- what the hell does that have to do with anything, Donna Brazil? Where is he right now? So when he gives that speech next week, which is stupid. He's canceled it. It's not that different than Hillary Clinton being asked president. whether it's legitimate. Yeah, the numbers you cite are accurate, but do you really believe that both sides bear the share, no. same amount of no. responsibility? No. Again, this is about blame. George Stephanopoulos is not hearing what this woman's saying. He's like, are you saying that the, both of these groups bear the same responsibility for what happened on January 6th? Of course she's not saying that. This isn't about blame. January 6th is responsible. The people who, who participated in storming the Capitol are responsible. There's 700 cases that are pending or that are, are being litigated right now. Okay, the people who are responsible are being held held responsible. It's not about bearing responsibility. It's about whether or not there is a fever pitch of people who are saying that elections are not legitimate when they don't get their way. Okay, and it started technically in 2000. Al Gore v. George W. Bush. It is then metastasized 
into Donald Trump being Hillary Clinton when everybody said Hillary Clinton had ninety had a ninety percent chance of winning, and she lost. It blew everyone's mind. That woman was so awestruck by the fact that Donald Trump won, she didn't even come out and give us a what's name a concession speech. She had to wait till the next day. For what's, what's happening, happening right now? Absolutely not. The same amount right now, no. But I'm telling you, if Donald Trump runs and wins in 2024, we're going to be having a really different conversation sitting here. And when both sides know that the other side will not accept the results of an election, there is a game theory problem here. Well, they, were act, they will act in advance of that election. That's what I'm concerned about. This isn't a November 2024 problem. This is coming. And no one seems to be doing anything. Well, so nobody's paying attention. I think she's 100% right. No one is paying attention. This whole legitimacy part about the elections, that's going to be a problem. Look, Donald Trump's going to run again. And Donald Trump's going to beat the freaking bejeebs out of, out of Joe Biden. Joe Biden's approval rating is at 40%. His disapproval's at a solid 60 A solid 60. And when 2022 happens, trust me, it's going to happen. When they lose the House, what do you think is going to happen when they lose the House, when Democrats lose the House? You don't know? Ted Cruz has already said, we're impeaching him. They made it clear. And they have the backing of the American people that they are going to impeach Joe Biden. Without a doubt. They have a 60% majority of the American people to impeach this guy. And it's going to happen. And with Kamala Harris as the president of the United States, nobody cares. Don't get me wrong, folks. She will be president for the next year, and a, 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 a two and a half years. Without a doubt, she will be, well, two years. She'll be the president of the United States, without a doubt. But she will be, mark my words, lame duck. From day one, because she's got an approval rating that surpasses Joe Biden. Oh, uh, sorry, a, a disapproval rating that surpasses Joe Biden, which surpasses Dick Cheney. She can't get out of her own way. Donald Trump will face Kamala Harris, the woman who got 1%, 1% of the primary vote. 1% and had to drop out before the first vote was cast in New Han in, in Iowa. She can never beat Donald Trump and will never beat Donald Trump. She is an unaccomplished hack and Donald Trump will wipe the floor with her because he's got a record. He's got a record he can stand on. Kamala's got nothing. Everything she's touched, she failed at. So get ready, because Trump's coming back. And who you got, Gavin Newsom? That's your best bench player right now, Gavin Newsom. I'm not even reading that nonsense, Keanu. You better, listen, I look, mark my words. It's coming, and it's coming soon. And it's going to be so glorious. It's going to be absolutely glorious. 
All right, before we get out of here, <clears throat> Jonathan Capehart. Uh, he's upset about January 6th, but I don't know what brought this on. We could see this happen again. Sadly, I am worried for my children and my grandchildren. Um, I'm trying to hold it together right now. Because this conversation... That's all, that's all, I think that's all of us. All of us, all of America is trying to hold it together now. So. I hope that um, the fear that you express and that I share um, ends up being um, unwarranted. Uh, what's, what makes me so upset is um, I don't think it is. What the fuck is that nonsense? He's crying about... No black people were killed. George Floyd didn't die at the Capitol. <laughs> Trayvon Martin wasn't at the Capitol. I, I was Sandra Bland at the Capitol, Jonathan. How about um? Who else? Who's who's the who's another person who was in there? Was it, was George Zimmerman shooting people? Was Kyle Rittenhouse? <laughs> At the Capitol? <laughs> Negro, please. What am I... What, what is he crying about? We could see this happen again. We could Sadly, see this happen again. for my children and my grandchildren. Yo, are your grandchildren going to be at the Capitol, bitch? Who are you talking about? My, I'm worried about this. My children and my grandchildren. What are you worried about? What are you talking... Your children and your grandchildren... Look, by the way, when all else fails, liberals throw their children into the mix. They stand behind them. Um, I'm trying to hold it together. <laughs> Get a grip, Negro. <laughs> I'm trying to hold it together. All those white people angry. Oh, <laughs> no. Those white people were so mad. I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep it together. Nothing scares me more than, than angry white people. Cause you know what it means after the capital. They're coming to my home in Brooklyn. <laughs> Nigga, please, right now. Because this conversation. That's all, that's all, I think that's all of us. All of us. All of America is trying to hold it together. Nigga, no, we're not. <laughs> what the. And you see these two women are sitting up there going, is this Negro crying? That's Miriam Bowser, the mayor of D.C. She's like, what the F are you crying about? Like, what? And he, he's just so overwhelmed. Oh, the, oh. <laughs> bitch asses. I hope that um, the fear that you express. Oh, I hope the fear that you express. Shut up and that I share. Oh, he's scared. Oh, he's scared. He's scared. The white people gonna be mad. I don't want the white folks to be mad. The white folks get mad. They gonna want to kill somebody. You know they want to kill us Negroes. I'm scared. 
Get your ivory tower ass back in the MSNBC building and shut up. Jesus Christ. It's fucking embarrassing. This is your party, homeboy. Inflammatory bullshit. They keep talking about why would you inject Floyd's name into the insurrection conversation? Because I'm trying to figure out what the F he's crying about. I can understand Bakari Sellers was crying, crying about George Floyd on CNN, right? There was everybody was on TV crying about George Floyd. But this guy's crying about some white people who ran up in the Capitol building and he's got a fear. What are you talking about? You want me to go to hell? Fine, I'll go to hell. You think it's insensitive? That's fine. You want to cry too? Is that what you want to do? You want to cry? What, because I injected George Floyd? All I said was George Floyd didn't die at the Capitol. He didn't. What is this Negro crying about? It begs the question. <laughs> the F up out of here. He's crying. About what? <laughs> These dudes are clowns. Now they're getting on TV crying. Whatever happened to objectivity? Whatever happened to coming in and reporting and not being emotional? Let me tell you a story before I get out of here. Let me talk about what, what journalism has turned into. There's an old video audio recording when the Hindenburg blew up. And the Hindenburg's caught on fire and people are dying. And there's an audio recording. Go look it up. You'll listen to the guy who's reporting on it. And he's screaming, oh, the humanity. As he's reporting on the Hindenburg blowing up and how many people died. Well, anyway, that guy who was reporting on the event was fired. He was immediately fired. He is the voice of one of the most historic uh, 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 things that ever happened in history. Right? The most, one of the most tragic events in history. He was there to witness it. He was the reporter. His voice, his commentary is iconic. It will always live in infamy with the burning of the Hindenburg, the explosion of the Hindenburg, when the helium exploded. Or hydrogen, I think it was. But anyway, nonetheless, he lives in infamy. He was fired afterwards. You want to know why he was fired? Because he lacked objectivity. He let his emotions get involved in his reporting. He was just supposed to tell people listening on the radio what he was witnessing in a straight and consistent manner. The Hindenburg appears to have caught fire, ladies and gentlemen. Fire has engulfed the entire structure. It is now falling to the ground and several people on the ground are caught in the blaze. Several people, we can see those who are caught. Now, it sounds callous. But that's your job. That's the job. I tell that story because on September 11, 2001, I witnessed the second plane go through the South Tower of the World Trade Center. I witnessed it right outside the window. I was freaking out. I'm afraid of heights. I was in a building and I thought that planes were dropping out of the sky. I witnessed it. We were on the air live 
And the producer, Reginald Hawkins, grabs me by the shoulders and he goes, Reese, you got to go on the air and report what you just saw. And I said, I can't do that. And he goes, you have to. I'm freaking. I'm sweating. I'm talking about perspiring to the sense of my entire body is filled with sweat. Star calls me. Reese, get in here. I run in. I sit at the desk. They put the microphone in front of me. What happened? And the only person I could think about in that moment was a reporter of the Hindenburg. Not about getting fired, but I remembered the story. I grew up always knowing that story. And I thought about him. And then I reported on the second tower being hit by the airplane and how I witnessed it. That tape lives in infamy at Hot 97's archives. I'll never forget it. To add a little background to that, in the film World Trade Center directed by Oliver Stone, there's a scene with Nicolas Cage and Michael Senna when they are driving in the... They're driving in the... Uh, yeah, he said, oh, the humanity, thank you. He is driving down, they are driving in a city bus to the World Trade Center. And one of the police officers in the, in the, uh, in the bus says, a plane just hit the second tower. And the officer says, where did you hear that? And he says, my wife just heard it on Hot 97. And the guy says, nobody gets their fucking news from Hot 97. And that was me. I didn't get on the airwaves and cry and boo-hoo. And this guy is a legitimate freaking news guy. This is a Washington Post reporter. Jonathan Capehart is a bitch. Bakari Sellers is a bitch. Van Jones, bitch. Getting on national TV, crying for white people. Crying about white people. Fucking Van Jones on TV crying because a white man won the election. A white racist man. Put black people in jail in the 94 crime bill. This Negro's on the air crying about him. Talking about integrity. Oh, bitch ass. I, that shit annoys me. I grew up with black men who had at least the wherewithal to have a backbone. The man may have been breathing down our goddamn necks, but these, I mean, I, I grew up with black men who had dignity, even if they were fictional for crying out loud. All these worthless, pathetic fucking metrosexuals we've turned into. What the fuck happened? crying ass bitches forgive me right now I, I, I feel like I'm going on a ramp but I'm just I'm sick of it I'm fucking sick of it 
and doing that shit in front of white women. What the fuck? Look at this bitch. We could see this happen again. Sadly, I am worried for my children and my grandchildren. Um, I'm trying to hold it together right now. Oh, fuck off. Ugh. He makes me feel like Will Smith felt after he had sex. He wants to, I want to vomit. <laughs> Long story. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Ah, that's our show for tonight. As I always say, radio is free, so we thank you for paying attention. Remember to keep JC in your hearts and in your mind. Sean Patrick, we love you and we miss you. Remember that panic is not planning, so plan your work and work your plan. I'm Reese on the radio. Have a good night and a pleasant tomorrow. And we hope to see you back here tomorrow, too. Be good to each other. And don't cry, just don't cry.